Everything, everything. Woo! You like that? That's a woo. That's a woo. Uh, What about Simply Red? (laughs) (laughs) On so many levels. Look how much Tim likes Simply Red. Look how much that one hurt him. (laughs) He saved his favorite one for the end, for the big finish. Don't Uh, tell me that's the band he's going to do. That's he's going to be his... (laughs) 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Guys on the Electrocast Podcast Network, we've got Ben Martin in the bottom square in Knoxville. Hello, Ben. Good to see you, man. Ready to do it. Jeff Simons in the uh, fuzzy background in the uh, top square. Jeff, fuzzy background indeed. And uh, Tim, I- I'm so glad the Jets dropped that hail mary, or I thought we'd never hear from you again. So it's good to it's good to see you. I'm glad. Oh, was, uh... there, was there a hail mary? I went. I there was. It was over. Oh dear. Oh, wow. <laughs> And we're not uh, alone tonight. Joining no. us, we got a special guest. Um, everyone, please welcome uh, Mancunian native uh, teacher, scholar, writer, music fan, and good friend Giles Scott to the party. Everybody, hey, what's up? Yeah, welcome, so, Giles. Yeah, so, so you glad to be here. Grew up in Manchester. Grew up in Man. Grew up in Oldham, in Spiral Carpets Land, just outside of Manchester. I love it. This is exactly what we need. This is the kind of authenticity we've been looking for on this podcast. Uh, That we have have profoundly lacked up till this point. So that's good. And Giles, you're a a 50-year-old white man? Oh, very, very much so. Nearing 60. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. This is is our wheelhouse right here. Well, we have decided, you know, we've, we've covered America. And we've decided to take a little... We're not done in America. I know, I love that. No, We've no, covered no. America. Period. Just, LA or San Francisco. I know, but we were just in the Midwest for a long time. I'm I've gained like 12 pounds in the Midwest. I need <laughs> I, I need a, a nice healthy diet that Manchester, England will will surely offer. Oh, because uh, we're so healthy. We're so healthy <laughs> in Manchester. <laughs> if, if we can fry it, we'll do it. Um exactly. so we're gonna go to Manchester, England. I, I picked it totally randomly had no clue uh what manchester was all about so the research i've done has just been fascinating can't believe how cool manchester is not only musically but like the history of manchester mm-hmm. and is it the mancurian people mancunians mancurian so manchurian candidate that's different no. <laughs> and, and no one call in england no one calls them mancunians they call them manx Manx. I, mean, I like the, that. The, the Scousers call us far fouler things, but most people call them the Manx. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, what's a Scouse? He's a guy from Liverpool. Liverpool, oh. that's a Liverpudlian. Liverpudlian. And the and the, 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 the Manchester Liverpool hatred is fairly fairly close to boiling point most days of the week. But what is that? Why were they here? Why don't you just London? You should hate London. Well, we both hate London. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> well, all, that, everybody everybody who's not from London hates London, but the Manchester Liverpool rivalry is pretty intense. Yeah. But then within Manchester, you also have a Man City Man United rivalry. 
which, which is also huge. But United fans would hate Liverpool more than Manchester City. Okay. This that would be good. the more intense rivalry. Yeah. This is exactly what and I And is that just because Man City sucked for a really long time? And so exactly. Liverpool Manchester, Manchester yeah. City, they weren't even rivals for, you know, 60 years. Right. They weren't even in the ballpark. And now, now they're in the ballpark. It's a little annoying, but nowhere, nowhere near as annoying as Liverpool is. Yeah. It's a little annoying. I love it. Well, guys, we are uh the 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 wheels have come down in the airplane. We're hitting the tarmac. What's the uh, airport there in Manchester, Giles? Um, Ringway. We're we're landing at Ringway, and this yeah. is the song we're playing. Hit it, Jeff. song to land in manchester now thin lizzie is not from manchester yeah, i was about to ask like I was, about to, I was like what's the connection yeah, right? you're gonna you're gonna love this connection so jaws you don't know the connection well i mean as far as i know they're they're from ireland yeah probably. right so Phil, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> you want me to talk yes so, i'm yes, sorry Tim, please host Jeff, host away mr host i'm what's muting the name myself. of the lead singer thin lizzie phil Lynott. he grew up part of the time in manchester where his mother ran a hotel and it wasn't oh. a fancy hotel uh but he wrote that song about all these guys who would kind of come back on a regular basis to his mother's hotel the boys are back in town thank you all very much this has been great <laughs> that actually just... was that was much better than you just confusing ireland and manchester which is yeah. what i was afraid was happening that's great yeah. That actually is good, Tim. Well done. Plus, it's us. You know, we're we're back in town. After, Indeed. Uh, yeah. After our, our last uh, podcast. Oh, by the way, the first edition of the Midwest podcast is far outpacing the second edition. So I'm a little worried people just listen to the first part and then don't stick around for what we have to say ourselves. That's Fair funny. They're, just like, I'm, they're like, I'm good. <laughs> By the way, Timmy, uh, a publish publication called The Mank, The People's Voice of Greater Manchester. Yes. Headline, the Manchester Gangsters that inspired an iconic rock song. Apparently, Spruce Mobsters. Spruce? The people who inspired Thin Lizzy. Uh, that is that. amazing. What's a Spruce Mobster? Just uh... We're going to have to count on our Mancunian for that, for sure. I have no idea. I've always got to carry us late. Now listen. <laughs> Way beyond my pay grade. We are going to ask you 400 random questions I mean, about Manchester. Uh, speaking of which, um, all right. I've got four potential nicknames for Manchester. Uh, Giles, you can't play this one. Four okay. potential nicknames. Tell me which one is the real one. All right. All right. Warehouse City. Cottonopolis 
the original modern city or the birthplace of the industrial revolution this is a self-proclaimed nickname or like this is a semi-official nickname of the city or this is just what people this is just what's come to be go ahead and guess jeff we don't need to clarify these rules you're right (laughs) Uh, which one do you want to go with Uh, how about birthplace of the industrial revolution sure i'll agree with you you can't go wrong they are all that. actual nicknames of decoration. Oh, oh, oh. Good job. Cot- Cottonopolis? Cottonopolis. So, oh my gosh, birthplace of the Industrial Revolution in the 19th century, Manchester becomes the original modern city. And um it, it may have gotten a lot of cotton from um from uh, the United States of America. Lots of comments on these issues, yeah. Yeah, so there's some issues. There's some issues. There's no there. good can come. No good can come from that. No doubt about but it. But that's why it was called Cottonopolis, uh, warehouse city. Apparently, uh, Giles back in the day, a lot of warehouses. Still, still a lot of warehouses. They're just now flats. Okay, they become <laughs> they become really uh, expensive apartments. That exactly. is correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you guys know the Industrial Revolution starts in Manchester, England? I do now. Isn't that I, did fascinating? I didn't know. I I I gotta say, like, I, I can imagine that it kind of was happening in a lot of different places all at once with the discovery of the technology. And I'm not oh, sure I would want to lay claim. No, just in Manchester, Jeff. Just well, in Manchester. Right. Good Nowhere else. <laughs> it's too bad you guys uh, exported that. We'd still be a bunch of itinerant farmers. It would be a lot better for the environment. Um, all right, Jaws, you could play with this question. Are you ready? In Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, the term Manchester refers to what? All right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I have no idea. You guys are just waiting for Giles to jump in. Uh, it refers to uh, linens, bed sheets. Go get the Manchester out of the out of the closet because. Manchester was producing so many linens, so many textiles. Oh, see, you're just building knowledge upon knowledge. I, mean, I know that's pretty good. I am, I'm loving it. By the way, uh, Manchester also invented smog. That's kind of a bummer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you like to forward me the questions, Tim, and then I can ans- ask them, and then you can answer them with your newfound knowledge, so we don't have all that embarrassing dead air. <laughs> that might not, have a better rhythm to it. It's actually not. A terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like it. All right, I'll I'll come back to the next question. It is a, a, about the um, the after effects of the Industrial Revolution, um, the working poor in Manchester. Uh, but I'm going to come back to that after. Uh, they can wait. Little, it's fine. After a little <laughs> game, I like to call woo or eh. I say the band that came from Manchester, and you either have to say woo or eh. And you can't say, well, I like this song or, or, or somewhere, but no. Pick no nuance. No I've nuance. Got it. Pick a side. Giles, you're in? Oh, yeah. All right. The Smiths. Oh, woo! Yeah. Sorry, woo, woo, woo. Sorry. <laughs> Again, the woo. name of the game is woo or eh. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, takes me a minute. It takes me a minute. New Order. Woo! Buzzcocks. Woo! The Stone Roses. Woo! <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out. Is our buddy Ben in the bottom corner going eh for this? Every time. Eh, He's every day. Order. I'm going to eh it all. 
This okay. is the most eh city in the English speaking world. Oh my, oh my God. God. Did you, wait, did, you, really did you add the Smiths and I missed that as well? He did. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm also, yeah, totally. yeah. Eh. Okay, uh, all right. right. Just, just, just so I know where I'm at. All right. Let's let's try this. Um, James. Meh. Eh. Meh. Although there is. Yeah, never mind. No, Woo! don't like them. Laid? No. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, the Verve. Eh. <laughs> Eh, eh. Okay, wow. Uh charlatans. Eh. Eh. Yeah. The, the 1975. Oh, Ooh. they're from Manchester? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Ben. I, I kind of like them. Oh, okay. there we go. I saw I, I, I semi-woo. All right. <laughs> um everything, everything. Woo! You like that? That's a woo. That's a woo. Uh what about simply red? Oh. Eh. <laughs> eh. On so many levels, and look how much Tim likes Simply Red. Look how much that Red. one hurt him. Now he saved his favorite one for the end for the big finish. Don't uh, tell me that's the band he's gonna do. That's he's gonna be his. <laughs> his uh, you know, I was in I, my first time ever being in England was the summer that song was was ubiquitous. I just have this years. memory of going into like every place we went. Yeah, that song was playing in the background that summer. It was huge. Did you have a job that summer? Or no. Was, I, what, it was money was... too tight to mention? Oh, oh nicely done. Oh. Look at you. Uh, what about the outfield? Oh, I like the outfield. That first outfield Manchester? record. Yeah. Huh. Uh, what that about... first outfield record is sneaky great. What about the I Hollies? Really like oh, woo. Yeah, the woo. Hollies are good. Herman's Hermits? That's no. a strong <laughs> Let me make a note for later. Uh, and the Bee Gees. Woo! Woo! Sure, come on, come on, Ben. Count that was from Manchester. Uh, yeah, that, Manchester that's, a bit, that's a bit of a sneaky one because only one of them was from Manchester, right? Isn't that correct for the Bee Gees? Is that he Andy? didn't know? They're from yeah. freaking Australia. They're not from Manchester. Yeah, that's what they, I was gonna no, say. No, they moved to England when they were but teenagers. Then they moved to New York too. I mean, if you total up the total <laughs> amount of years they spent in different places, Manchester would be the least. Um. I, I, think I, I'm, I think I'm with Ben on this one. Yeah, right, I don't know. Man. Much as I much as I hate to align myself with Ben in any yes, way, and also the, the material <laughs> that the BGs put out in Manchester is strongly eh. Like um, all the good BGs material I, happened in New York. Jaws, you should know that our interns work very hard on their research, um, and sometimes <laughs> Ben's insensitivity toward them uh, is hurtful. So just a heads up. I hear um, that. Too. Sorry, man. Good job, guys. All right, um, let's get to the Manchester compilation. I thought I was going to have a difficult time. Like, how often could Manchester be mentioned in a song? Um, so many times. Could not believe it. Uh, I had to, like, shoo bands away from the torture basement this week. Uh, Giles, here's how it works. Uh, we're going to play 15 songs, uh, just little clips. So you got to listen carefully. You have to have a piece of paper. And a pen or pencil. You're going to number it one through 15. All right. And you're going to try to identify the artist in each of these song clips that mention your fair city of Manchester, England. Yeah. So I just want to check with the judges. Are we sure about the 15 count? Like 75%. Again, the all right, awesome. Close enough. Somewhere between 13 and 18. Um, I I think there are. two that are impossible so i'm gonna say that you guys oh but you have an extra brain 
you have to get 13 out of 15. Ooh. Between us? Uh, between yeah, us, which is, this is a as collective a team. Uh, team effort. And we'll just listen to it once and make notes. And then um, we'll go to commercial. And when we okay. come back, we'll have magically uh, listen to it a second hey, time. I'm the host. Okay, here we go. I'm more of the, yeah, I'm just like, I'm your Andy Richter. I'm just explaining how things work to the guests. <laughs> All right, here we go. She does not mention Manchester, yes. but, 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 but uh, indeed, um, uh, we're in trouble at 13. Unless my friends are going to bail me out on some of these. I I'm uh 13 out hard. of 15. Well, we'll that's, let, the, uh, that's, that's the hardest one yet. I think Timmy, I had my internet freeze in the middle. That was why no. I came downstairs. I'm sitting next to the internet. So I didn't even hear half of it. Oh, oh God. All right. Honestly, what I heard would not, it doesn't seem like it would have helped much. No. <laughs> okay. 
Well, let's uh, let's take our first commercial break here on 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the number one music history podcast where? Gutter. India. Gutter. Where? Hotter. Damn. Yeah, Hotter. Yeah, they love us uh, in, uh, in the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, all right, we'll take a break now. Here it is, the torture basement. Right. Boom. So this first one, Gomez. This is uh, Whippin' Piccadilly from Bring It On. Love this guitar work. I love this album. It's a good album. You got the whole intro I like. You don't get this? I want to hear it one more time. Alright, I have a guess. I've never heard that song in my life, but that sounds like Frank Black, and I don't know if it's Pixies or Frank Black, but that major F sharp chord makes me think it's a um Black Francis, Frank Black, Pixies universe, something. It's Frank Black. <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. That's really good. That's really good. I got the next one too, by the way. Oh, that's right. good. Hit it. I think I got this one too. That was I think like this is the fall. It is the fall. I had no idea there was a song called Fifty Year Old Man. How have we not incorporated that into our podcast? Song kicks ass. I really like it. It's not this is Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg yeah. Pretty distinctive. And now I need some help, gang. Went from my nigga serving it by the telly to venues in Manchester. That's great. It is great. Ben Barton. Yes. Benny, that is what I'm talking about. And then we got another one I don't know. Here we go. Wait, who is it? Stormzy. It is not Stormzy. Who was it? This one Eminem. Oh. Eminem. That's Eminem. Boy, yeah. I've never heard that one. All right, now we're going to have a couple it's we're going to get. It's called oh. Favorite Bitch. Ah. It's off to a good start. Yeah, about his dog. <laughs> yeah, shush. <laughs> this is Elton John. Indeed. This is the Smiths. I heard Radiohead does a version of this, too. I got to hear that. Yeah. All right, I think that's this is either Dizzy Rascal or Gorillas. Does anybody have an opinion on which one of those it is? That's fine. I think that might be Storm Chief. Go ahead. I'm gonna give you uh, Gorillas, oh. Jimmy Jimmy. Uh, all right, I have, this one I have no clue at all. that anybody no clue None. manchester england looks a lot like me today that is not a compliment giles you should be offended um <laughs> that was tina marie Woo! tina marie that doesn't sound anything like tina marie's like a rick james prodigy well she had to have I would not have gotten ballad that. there i might not have gotten that in a in literally a million years all right That's you guys okay. got to run the table oh my god all right this one i thought was hard but i have a guess ben 
You have a guess? Oh, what's your guess? I think it's Ryan Adams. I think it's a new oh, shitty Ryan that Adams. Guess. That's a great guess. Ryan Adams. Boom. Son of a gun. <laughs> when you don't use your free time for anything productive, you can be very good at this. Oh, game, dude, right? that, that voice. I heard that voice. Right. And I was like, I know what I know what I know. And as soon as you said it, I was like, bang, that's right. That's it. And then that, yep. that kind of low grade crappy keyboard in the background that's just like his new also he has like 875 songs so right that's a song about every shitty town <laughs> in the world all right yeah. let giles get number 12 giles i know you right. get this one i don't know it ben do you guess. have it no jeff you this got stone it. roses i think stone roses oh was it really yeah. I think it's from the second record that no one knows. No it's not from the good one. But I just recognized the way you said Manchester. And I was guessing that Timmy would throw a stone roses at us. So You're right. All right. This one I have no idea. None. I give you a lot too. I give you a yeah. lot. Yeah, you did. Didn't have. I mean, the voice is vaguely <laughs> familiar, but I've never heard that song and cannot place it at all. This is a Wait, band. Is the, if you're feeling sinister, band. What's the name of them? Oh, Bella Sebastian. That's not a bad guess. It is. It is. That's a great guess. It is not Bell and Sebastian. This band was introduced to me by young Jeff Simons when we were studying uh, in England. It is Travis. Oh, but it's not the good album, Travis, right? Hey, listen, it's not I the can't. one with "Why Does It Always Rain on Me." And, that is correct. And those. Okay. Well, that's why it's familiar. But so we we lost. Is that we correct? lost. Oh, and then you threw this at us. I don't know what that was, but I don't like it. Anyone? No, no uh, you no, you guys give it one more listen because you know this voice. Okay. Manchester, England. Paul Simon. It is uh, the Jayhawks. Oh, the Jayhawks. Oh, I don't like that. I'm <laughs> sorry, Jayhawks. I like the Jayhawks, but that sounds terrible. And the last the last one is Melissa Manchester. Melissa oh, Manchester. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, what is this? Oh, because her last name is Manchester. Got it. That's a great joke. <laughs> That's a really good joke, dude. Oh, uh, dude, I'm really sorry. That song guys... is going to haunt me. That means I'm going to be singing that in the bathroom for like the next week. It's going to take a long time to crap that one out. That will be stuck in my head. Sure. Don't cry out loud. Oh, you know, By the way, they need to remix that with Sending the Clowns. Like they should go yes. back and forth. Yes. Get that too, circus sure. theme going. <laughs> um, dude, I have a Sending the Clown story if we have a brief second for it. Are you yeah, ready? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, Labor Day, we go out to the lake at our friend's house, and uh, my buddy Jonathan Wimmer is playing his Sinatra mix, and he leaves the leaves the dock to go up to that house where we can't fix the Sinatra mix, and the Sinatra <laughs> version of Sending the Clowns comes on, oh. and it's like seven and a half minutes. He's <laughs> definitely been drinking, like it's awful. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, get the fuck down here and fix this. <laughs> won't come down. I have to hear the entire seven and a half minutes out of the clouds. <laughs> we come back up to the house and I'm like, 
dude, what is going on with you? I was like, I get the Sinatra mix, but you can't have Send of the Clouds in there. And he's like, that was the song they played at my dad's funeral. Oh, That's my oh, favorite yes. song and his favorite version of it. Oh, and I, no. I, I almost said, did he try and kill himself? Like, I, it almost, <laughs> I kept it in. I kept it in. I am proud of you. That, I was right oh. there. You could have, you could have gone with it. Oh, God. That. Yeah. I still maintain Krusty the Clowns sending the clowns. It's the best version Killer. ever. Yeah. Yeah. So great. It's not even close. Well, so now if you guys lose the torture basement, then you're stuck here with that song playing on a loop until the next podcast. When is the last time we lost a torture basement? It's That's, been a it's been, it's a, been a couple. Yeah. yeah. I'm disappointed. How about you? That was a hard one. Um uh okay real quick i i forgot to write this down but i want to make it a new part uh, a regular part of our podcast uh i'm going to give you both 30 seconds uh and giles you're you're welcome to go a third if you want but but when we go from town to town and place to place we kind of sometimes get stuck in eras where new music is happening all the time all around us and um my nephew's like hey are you guys going to talk about olivia rodrigo's new album um, and I was like, well, it doesn't really uh, gel with this format we got going. But I was thinking uh, the new music corner. Every podcast, we just take a couple minutes. Any new music you guys happen to be listening to that you think our listeners would, should check out and be excited about. Um, so go ahead, Ben Barton, new music corner. What have you been listening to lately? Oh, I'll do the Rodrigo record. Um, oh, sweet. Is good on that record is brutal or driver's license. It okay. does not have high highs of the first record, but it's a very solid record. And I'm super happy to report there's multiple songs where she stops singing and starts mumbling. And you know, <laughs> I am. like I freaking love it. Love the mumbling. Oh yeah, totally. Uh yeah, see me tonight. It's a bad idea, right? Doesn't she mumble on that at some point? Oh yeah, she she's does. got several mumblers. It's great. Nice. That's great. All right. So we will check out guts. Jeff Simons, what do you got? Anything you've been listening to? Yeah, so Margaret Glaspie, who I name-checked oh, in our 2016 episode, her second record did not thrill me. Uh, it was a very weird left turn into a different kind of production, and uh, she is back playing electric guitar and singing on Echo the Diamond, and it's great. I think it might even be a little bit better than the debut. Um, right now, cool. it's my favorite record of the year. Awesome. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, great songs, great singing, great guitar playing, great sounds and tones. I'm a huge fan. I also have to give a shout out to the 11 CD. Oh, God. Super oh. mega, unbelievably huge <laughs> version of Who's Next that came out last week. We're trying to I, move people toward new music. I'm sorry. I've been li- I have I have been listening to nothing else in every spare moment I have. There's four and a half hours of Who music I've never heard before on it, which I didn't even think was possible. And uh, for a, I, I am I'm just a little 12 year old boy rediscovering rock music every time I put the damn thing on. I am completely over the moon and enamored with it. So okay. those two, those two things I'll, I'll pitch. Ah, uh, awesome. Giles, anything you've been listening to lately? Um, do you, do you know a band called a uh, feeble little horse? No, no. Feeble little horse. They're, they're, they're good. It's, um, it's like indie intellectual pop. I think girl with fish is the new album. Um, it's been, I've been listening to that quite a lot. It, it's like I said, it's, it's lo-fi, um, art house kind of stuff, but it's cool. cool. Fun. 
Got a little so, edge to it. Feeble yeah. little horse. Yeah. Great name. And that right. is a legitimate uh, small band pick looking at their Spotify numbers. You're getting on the ground floor with Feeble Little right. Horse if you check I them out. Love it. So that's All good. Right. That's good. Check it's it out. Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Not Hey, I promised to get back to the working conditions in Manchester. Uh, who was the man who came and visited Manchester based solely on hearing about the poor uh, living conditions for the workers. And he really Literary wanted animals. to. Yes. Who wrote. Sorry, a book. sorry did, I, did, I, did I take your thunder? No, you did great. Thunder. You did great. And Karl Marx goes and visits him. Yeah. And together they start writing the Communist Manif- Manifesto. Thank you, Manchester, England. You've given us the Industrial yeah. Revolution and communism. Yeah. Unbelievable. Ang- Engels was appalled by the conditions. He lived there, I think, for, I think it was for nine or ten months, um, studying the, the working class in Manchester. Right. And he believed the conditions they were living in, like putrid filth flowing down the streets. Oh. Um, just the, the the garbage, the the disgusting state of the... um. Of the working class in Manchester and yeah. the, the putrid conditions they were forced to live in, based on the the factories at the time not giving workers a living wage and um, forcing twenty hour days. So, yeah. so for all the for all the progress and innovation, it was um, it was kind of an economic disaster. Like the rich were getting super rich, yeah. and everybody I mean, else was not. Yeah, the industrial revolution it it led to the the two percent. It was it was the factory owners who were making the money. Right, the factory workers were getting were getting hammered, and and there were no there was no legislation to to protect them at the time. Yeah, so it was child labor. It, there were there were no poor laws. It was it was it was it was not a good thing for the for the general population. So Jeff Simons, what do you need in such a situation? There is power in a union, my friend. Yeah, there's I'm power in a union. union. Let's go the WGA. Getting uh getting perhaps uh, an end to their strike. Thanks, uh thanks to the hard work of all those people on the picket lines. There's power in about that indeed. Um hey Jeff Simons. Yes. We are gonna go to our favorite sons. This is uh all these musical acts we've talked about from Manchester, England. Who do we think is the biggest? Who has had the biggest impact? And we are going to go with Oasis. And Giles is going to do his best to sell us on Oasis in case some of us have kind of soured uh, upon reflecting of Oasis. Go. So I, I have to justify Oasis oh, as the... But we're going to listen to a song first. And then oh, you're going to really? justify it. Oasis. Well, you pick. So Giles, pick. Pick the uh, yeah, your favorite. You don't have to pick their most famous, but pick no, the no. song. If you had like what's Oasis, what's the song you'd want people to hear? Rock and Roll Star opening track on definitely maybe. Okay, done and done. No question. I live in the city. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs>
that's a good choice because I was compelled during that song. <laughs> Giles, go ahead. Sell us on Oasis. Oh, oh, awkward. You were muted. There. I think the thing to remember, by the way, I was muted because I just wanted to totally enjoy the uh, opening <laughs> of that song. Is um, when they when they arrived on the scene and what that album came out in 1994, right? There wasn't much that was good that was around, and it's um, the music scene not just in Manchester but across England had been kind of uh, wallowing in nothingness for eight nine years. And also, all the most of the most of the the um, the population in England was, was still coming out of the the conservative years. We'd had ten years of Thatcher, yeah, four years of John Major, dull wines out the door, and especially in in towns like Manchester and Liverpool and Burnley and Preston and Northern towns, the um, economic um, mess that had been happening was just such a complete shit show. The most of the kids were on the door and it was it was the door life. And you go down the record store, you get a record, you come home, put the record on, get high. And that was your life. Um, and then a lot of, you know, a lot of kids were robbing and stuff. And there was there was nothing to excite them. And then out of nowhere came Oasis and they had this this feel to them. There was a mix of rock and roll and a little bit of punk rock underneath it. There was this sense of um a little bit, not anti-establishment, but this sense of anger that was coming out through the music and that wall of sound that um, the producer at the time, what was he called? Oh, and the Welsh guy, I can't remember his last name, who produced who produced the record. He called it a brick wall, brick, the guitar brick wall. Um, and it, it was there was this sense of anger mixed with, with a little bit of hope about Oasis and also this sense of... Um, the individuality and the individual coming back into play and having a, having a place in the world. And remember, the irony is at the time they made that song, they weren't rock and roll stars. And of course, two years later, they're the biggest rock and roll stars in the world. Right. The time, the time when Neil wrote that song, when that song came out, it was ironic and it was about anybody can be a rock and roll star for a night if they go out and do and, and don't listen to anybody else and be themselves. And um, I just want to be myself. Nobody else can be me, which is a line from another song. Uh -huh. And that sense, the excuse me, the anger underneath it, and just the when you when I listen to that that track, um, especially when it's live, just the power of the guitars coming through it mm. is that sense of, of in your face. It's like it's you no, know, it's, it's a fuck you. And Manchester is coming, and nobody's going to stop us. And Margaret Thatcher, the government, we don't give a shit, and we are coming through this. And there's a little bit of the the Sex Pistols about it, and then it's also connected to the Beatles. Uh, Neil was a Beatle fanatic. And they used when they were making definitely um maybe they were listening to Revolver 24-7 <laughs> over and over and over again. And they used to play I Am a Walrus when they were doing when they were playing down the boardwalk in the early years. I am the Walrus was one of the, the songs they covered, and they still cover it in their live shows um, up and up until the end. And I think there's a mix of the Sex Pistols and the Beatles in there. And Liam always said his two, he thinks he's the two greatest singers of all time are John Lennon and John Lydon. And so he has that huh. two jobs. And he if he says if anybody ever connects me to either of those two singers, then I'll be very happy. So and, how uh, old how old are you when this comes out? Um 29. And are you still in Manchester at that time? Or no, you, I'm I'm in I'm in um New York. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm 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 loving this album because it's connecting me back to my right. back your, to my roots, back to my back to my people, yeah. That's um, really cool. Really totally cool. Well, I mean, maybe 
maybe my disillusionment with Oasis comes uh, not from this album, but from subsequent albums. Well, I think, I mean, What's the Story of Morning Glory is good, but not as good. Okay. It, it's a bit more, it's too polished, it's too, it's overproduced. And then after that, yeah, they, they became shite immediately. Be Here Now is is just a rock anthem. I mean, as, as Neil says, that was uh, five guys doing way too much coke. The producers doing coke with us and not telling us this is shit and we shouldn't we shouldn't release this. <laughs> um, I mean, so it's for and and there was a there was a thing in the Guardian just recently because um, it, it was twenty five years a couple of years ago when when the album was released saying that actually it's um it's an icon for its time and it actually stands to that coke adult uh, end of the nineties and just the the over the top nature of what Oasis became wow. uh, before they just collapsed. And I stopped listening to them after that. I haven't I haven't heard an Oasis song since Be Here Now. Okay. Because they they went, what, 10 more years? They went to 2008. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. they made a, they made like six more records. They, and there I, are definitely, there are friends of mine who are Oasis fanatics who were trying to yeah. sell me on like album seven. Like, no, you, I, mean, I actually remember a road trip with a guy who made me listen to like the 2006 record. He's like, there's a bunch of good songs on here. I'm like, I don't doubt it, but the... The point of the whole exercise was achieved in 1996 when they that Nebworth live album that they finally put out. Yeah. It's kind of an amazing cultural yeah. document just to hear 250,000 people screaming every single lyric yeah. perfectly for yeah. two and a half hours. Like it's just yeah. an amazing moment of a of united culture that doesn't yeah. happen very often. You know, well, what's that oh, called? Jeff? Oh, it's just called Nebworth 1996. They finally, okay. I think last year, put out. The whole it's been album, out as a bootleg yeah. for forever, but they finally put it out. But it's they played back to back shows two nights, two nights, two hundred fifty thousand people. It was the biggest outdoor live show of the time, uh -huh. um, incredible event, and yeah, it was it was it was it was heralded at the time. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on Oasis? Um, so first, I want to note, if I was from Manchester, I would like them a lot more. Yeah. So I'll just say that yeah, for sure. Facts. I get where yeah. Giles is coming from. Second, I actually don't hate them. Um, and it's not it's partially their fault, but it's partially not their fault. What bugs me is that they're placed in a pantheon where they just don't belong at all. Like they're not a pantheon act. They have a couple of good songs from their first record, and then they have fewer good songs from their second record, and they don't have much else after that. Um, and it's a little bit of this like repeat. It's like part of the death spiral. I mean, Jeff would disagree, but it's part of like the circling the drain of classic rock. Like they're at the tail end of it. Um, but like by comparison, like I just think the Strokes are much better. Like the Strokes just have more good songs than um, Oasis. And I like the Strokes better. Um, so it's not that they're bad. It's just that they're placed in a level where they just never should have been whatsoever. Um, and also the, like, I'm, I'm just not a, I'm like, not like, I'm not a big Beatles imitator fan. Like every band who's like, oh, they listened to a Beatles record over and over again and then re-recorded it. I just like that way less. Um, and that's partially my anti-Beatles thing. Um, but it's also partially like, like the, the bands that imitate the Stones, it's just so much easier, or, or Led Zeppelin, like all of the, like all of the bands, like the Stones and Led Zeppelin, I love, and everybody who sounds like them, I love. The Beatles, everybody who tries to sound like the Beatles just just falls so short to me. It just doesn't work for me. You just have a like, you're just afraid they're going to be like the wonders from that thing you do. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, totally. That's your big fear. Of yeah. Beatles, yeah. 
I, I, I mean, but like, so listen, Wonderwall is a legit fantastic song. Like, that's an all-timer. I absolutely love that one. And then there's a whole tier below that of, I don't know, three or four songs. Um, that's not the best. I mean, Champagne Supernova is their classic. They no, can... I much prefer oh. Wonderwall. I like, like Live Forever. So bloated. They have so many songs that are like Champagne Supernova that are like six minutes long and super bloated. It's just not for me. Bloated. Have you ever had champagne? It really fills you up. <laughs> Anyways. Good stuff, Giles. We shall move on. Uh, fun fact. Name the musical artist who graduated from the Royal Northern College of Music in Manchester, England. I mean, oh, everybody. That, that, we, that we've heard of, you mean? I mean, I, I looked through more than all one. <laughs> their alums, and it's all like cellists and pianists and like, I mean, like a classical musical academy. But there was one pop star. Howard Jones. Oh, Howard, Howard Jones, Jones is yes. great. Yes. That's great to know. Isn't that That's great? great to know. Giles, have you, you know, heard the Royal Northern College of Music? Oh, it's famous. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's your birthday. It, it does yeah. not surprise me at all that Howard Jones went there. He's actually a yeah, that makes sense. sneaky, great musician hiding yeah. in pop music. So, That's yeah, really we, we made fun of anybody who went there. Oh, did you? Of course, because okay. they were all nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so easy, right? It was, this is not exactly a moving target. Uh, that's a good point. That's I do have point. to say, the one thing about Oasis, I'll just say, because I was in England in the summer of 95 and 96 when yep. when this with the, when they were just... There was a, a, a 45, a single of Noel and Liam arguing backstage that mm -hmm. charted. It was yeah. called Wibbling Rivalry, and it was just the yeah. two of them cursing each other out for eight minutes on side A uh, and eight a, minutes on side B. And it was put out uh, on as a 45. A single? But they put it out as a single as a 45 and it went top 10. That That's how big hilarious. Oasis was in yeah. that summer. And, and I enjoyed the the way, I enjoyed the fun of it. Like the one thing Oasis doesn't get enough credit for in the aftermath is it was, they were, it was really fun to know all the words to a song that everybody else in the bar knew the song, the words to that you could all sing along to. And that, that gets lost. Like, once that's gone, you can't get it back. You can't put on that song and and recreate the moment it goes on in the summer of 95. And every single person is like, this is my favorite song. Oh, it's mine too. We'll be best friends. And you all sing it together. And so you just can't hear it outside of that context. It's one of those, I don't know, it's just one of those albums that uh, is going to suffer historically from being further and further removed from its moment, I think. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic.
Electricast. Electricast.